Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already Wednesday. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that kind of cool? When you got a four-day work week, goes uh, pretty quickly. Uh, welcome to it. Welcome to it. We've got much to get to. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Well, actually, I do. Let's talk about if you are relying on the government, if you are really relying on the government for just about anything, particularly with regard to a public safety, uh, if you are reliant on the government for your public safety, you are scrod. I'll just say scrod instead of screwed because it sounds... Uh, I think it sounds a little smarter. Oh, my goodness. I was very badly scrawled. When I, you know, that, that didn't sound good. Anyway, uh, you're kind of screwed. You're kind of screwed. If you, if you rely on the government to, I don't know, uh, uh, maintain the economy, you're kind of screwed. If you uh, depend on the government to some degree to uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, allow exploration for fossil fuel on our on our shores to bring down the cost of fuel, uh, you're pretty much screwed. Uh, now, if you, if you regard to public safety, for instance, uh, if you are relying on the government to pre- prevent a madman, uh, despite all of the red law, red flag laws in the world, and all of the restrictions on, uh, you know, assault rifles and whatnot, and you are relying on the government, you think that's actually going to work to prevent some sort of madman getting hold of a gun and shooting up some sort of gathering, as we've seen in the last three, well, three of them recently, all young men. Uh, all with uh, able to get weapons and uh, to commit acts of uh, ungodly violence. But if you expect the government to stop that before it happens, you're wrong. And if you expect the government to do something about it once they arrive, uh, most probably you're going to be wrong. Excuse me. For instance, Uvalde, Texas, uh, people waited for the police to go into the building. They, they got inside the building immediately after the shooting started. They stood outside the door for an hour while the madman proceeded to go ahead and murder a bunch of kids and teachers. Yeah, and so they stood outside waiting presumably for a key or some sort of support that never arrived until a guy who actually worked for the Border Patrol was sitting at a barber chair, and he said, I hear my wife just called me and said that there's a madman at the school shooting people. Can I have your shotgun? please. And the barber said, okay, go. And he went into the school and he stopped it. And then, of course, after all of that happens, after the government isn't there before, during, after, they'll blame you for the problem. They'll say, well, you know what? You're a uh, law-abiding, Second uh, Amendment-appreciating, constitutional uh, person, patriot in this country. And you know what? The reason why this madman was able to go ahead and get weapons despite all of the laws that would prevent him to do that, it's your fault because you wanted one in the first place. There you go. So if you are hoping that any sort of answer is going to come from the federal, state, and local government For just about anything you depend on, you're pretty much going to be screwed. If you live in New York City and maybe you you are under threat, maybe, I don't know, you've got a restraining order against your your boyfriend uh, and you want to get a concealed carry permit. Well, Kathleen Hochul has said you can't do that. You can't carry it on uh, into into, uh, daycare. You can't carry it on the subway. You can't carry it anywhere. And ultimately, you get your head blown off by your boyfriend as you're strolling, you know, pushing the stroller with your three-month-old down the street. Yeah. That's what you can depend on the government for. 
I could go on and on and on. How many times do we have to have the ball dropped? I'm not saying this is an indictment of all politicians and all people to get into public service, but I would say their track record as of late has really been spectacular. Absolutely remarkable. And then on top of all of that, you can't rely on the media to tell you the truth. <laughs> you can't rely on the media to tell you the damn truth. Right now, the uh, the trustworthiness of the media, about 11% of us, about 11% of us believe in the mainstream media, and that number is going down. Do you know why? Because they lie all the time, and they are all uh, in, the tank, in the tank for a political ideology. For instance, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but this uh, Robert Bobby Cremo, the third, age 22, who was the shooter in the Highland Park tragedy, on Monday, killed seven, injured 20 more. They put pictures of him at a Trump rally wearing a Where's Waldo outfit. And they're thinking, aha, he's a Trumper. He's a, one of those white supremacist Trumpers. And he is. And, it, and then it turns out, no, not really. He's actually a big, gigantic fan of Antifa, progressive groups, including the Democrat Socialists of America. And uh, the occult. He apparently worshipped Satan. There you go. There you go. Has ties to Antifa. One social media picture shared his dark Antifa outfit. Throughout his social media posts, he shares Antifa and progressive symbology, although Joe Biden says that Antifa doesn't exist. Evidence reveals Cremo is not a Trump supporter. He makes fun of Trump and his followers on his social media posts. He attended a Trump event, again, dressed as Where's Waldo. It appears to be sarcasm and an attack on President 45, who he may also consider President 47. And he apparently was very obsessed with the number 47. He said he wanted to kill President 47. And then all of a sudden, the you know, concern or interest by the media in this shooter's political inklings and leanings suddenly disappeared. Suddenly disappeared. It's just crazy how that happens. Cremo's uh, work is also very dark, uses an icon throughout his social media. The icon comes from a mystic set of magic circles, pentagrams, and imaginary chakra symbols, collections of icons with witchcraft and occult handwriting letters. And his mom and dad were pretty complicit in this, too. I'm going to get to all of this, how he got his weapons. Dad even signed for it. Dad even sponsored him. After the police had been called to their house and he had threatened to kill everybody with a whole bunch of knives and swords and the police confiscated the knives and swords and all of that. But he was still able to get the weapons that he needed to murder a bunch of people. Highland Park, Illinois, by the way, largely Jewish population. It appears that maybe anti-Semitism, which also goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with many in the Democrat left, and Antifa may have been part of this as well because he went into a synagogue. He went to Casa Synagogue a while back, and the synagogue kicked him out. Wonder why he was in there. Uh, the uh, shooting suspect in the Highland July 4th parade attack possessed an Illinois firearm owner's identification card, enabling him to legally purchase guns in the state. CBS reports that the suspect had a FOIA card since 2020. PBS noticed that uh, County Major Crimes Task Force Christopher Covelli said the shooting suspect legally purchased five guns over the course of a year. 
occurred in 2020 and 2021. Covelli explained that the suspect bought at least two rifles, some pistols, possibly a, a shotgun. He indicated the firearm uh, the suspect used was similar to an AR-15. Of course, that, that's the red flag for the media because the AR-15, oh, God, it's the worst thing ever. If you dehumanize, dehumanize the shooting and all that, just make it into a gun that looks scary, then, uh, you know, you can go after the Second Amendment. He didn't provide specific caliber of the rifle or any other specifics regarding the make because they don't know. But here is a uh, Highland Park uh, police uh, uh, spokesperson talking about some of the things that they've learned about the shooter. Information from two prior instances that occurred here in Highland Park. Uh, the first was in April of 2019. Uh, an individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of Mr. Cremo attempting suicide. Uh, this was generally an attempted suicide would be a red flag. Just a red flag. Delayed report. So Highland Park still responded to the residents a week later. Spoke with Cremo. Spoke with Cremo's parents and saw oh, that whole killing everybody and the, the, all the you know the weapons you got from my room out there that I built myself outside the little shed kind of looks a little bit like Ted Kaczynski's cabin it's nothing it's just nothing let's go back to playing video games and hanging out the matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals at that time the second occurred in September of 2019 mm -hmm. a family member reported that Cremo said he was going to kill everyone and Cremo had a collection of knives the police responded to his residence. The police removed 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword from Cremo's home. Other than that, I mean, he's perfectly fine. And, and it's kind of funny. It says here that uh, it says here investigators are still interviewing Cremo, but they have not able to determine his motive. Here's his motive. He was freaking nuts. There you go. I should be a private investigator or a public one. Paul Cremo, his uncle, has since told how he was behaving normally on Sunday night, living in his little shed outside of the house after, you know, collecting all the knives and daggers and guns and, you know, and, and spray painting the side of the house with a shooter, literally spray painting the side of the house, posted on social media, a shooter, man, a silhouette with a happy face, you know, the happy face, the uh, have a nice day, happy face on it with the guy holding a rifle, kind of like um, the picture of... Uh, the assassin of uh, JFK, you know that kind of, and then over the side it said the words "dead" on the side of the uh, on the side of the wall. But other than that, there's nothing to see, nothing to see at all. The uncle says he claims he showed no signs of violence, despite YouTube rap videos in which he glamorized school shootings. The shooter's motive for yesterday's attack, again, remains unknown. But uh, you know he was pretty insane, pretty pretty much, and he was broadcasting the entire world he was going to do this, and nobody caught it. But it's your fault because you support the Second Amendment. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? Lake County State's Attorney uh, Eric Reinhardt announced charges against the Highland Park shooting suspect and then pushed for gun control that already exists in Illinois and Highland Park. They would call this uh, doubling down on failure or even uh, grasping at straws. Grasping at straws. I think grasping at straws is a good thing because you don't know how to accept the possibility that, I don't know, everybody in charge is inept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on uh, uh, Highland Park had banned assault weapons in 2013. 
had the FOIA card, uh, you know, issued by the Illinois State Police. Uh, that's a, a licensing mechanism, uh, mechanism for those who want to own and buy a gun. Only individuals with a FOIA card can possess a gun. There's a, all the red flag laws and whatnot. You got to have a background check. You got to have a waiting period for the guns. Cook County had also uh, banned uh, uh, high capacity magazines. Neighboring Lake County, the city of Highland Park, had the assault weapons ban, large capacity magazines, and whatnot. And and all of these red flags, all of these red flags, uh, not seen, not seen, not see, not seen. Kicked out of a synagogue months ago. That's why I said that. I'm going to get to uh, more of this. And also the defense attorney, they've got an attorney already, the family of uh, Bobby Cremo, who says, you know, there's nothing to see here at all. And we didn't do anything. And gosh darn it, why didn't the state do anything? And the state's like, I'm, God darn it, I didn't see anything. Uh, we've got, uh, we got some audio from the lawyer who's being retained who said that, you know, there's nothing to see here. But, oh, I think the reason why they hired a lawyer would uh, say otherwise. The number here is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Your calls are welcome. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. I'm going to relay some information from two prior instances that occurred here in Highland Park. Uh, the first was in April of 2019. Uh, an individual contacted Highland Park Police Department uh, a week after learning of Mr. Cremo attempting suicide. Uh, this was a delayed report. So Meanwhile, the police were able to arrest two 11-year-old girls who had a uh, lemonade stand down the street, and, uh, and they didn't have the proper permitting. Highland Park still responded to the residents a week later, spoke with Cremo, spoke with Primo's parents, and the matter was being handled by uh, mental health professionals. By the way, this just in, and this is unconfirmed. Apparently, Robert Cremo, three days before the uh, shooting on the 4th, paraded by the police station, waving a banner that said, I'm going to go on a shooting spree, and he sang a song associated with it. And they said, eh, nothing to see here, pretty much. Pretty much. The suspected gunman in the horrific 4th of July massacre on uh, Monday was allegedly kicked out of a local synagogue. So he's an Antifa member, a uh, Democrat socialist, which I believe the guy who shot up all the people in the Buffalo grocery store were as well. So, uh, you know, if you want to talk politics, the politics of mass shooting, let's talk the politics of mass shooting. Let's talk about what Antifa has done in the country. Let's talk about what Black Lives Matter has done for the country. Let's talk about what happened to the country in the summer of 2020. Okay, let's let's look at the real causes of these things. But this isn't only the cause. These are just only things that kind of made it okay. And I'm going to get to that in something that I said and have been saying for years about medicating our kids. Last night echoed by Tucker Carlson what I said yesterday morning on my show. Though beliefs have yet to establish a possible motive as to Robert uh, E. Bobby Cremo's uh, opening fire on the Independence Day parade growers, the uh, heavy Jewish presence in the Highland Park uh, area have led some to speculate at the time of the attack. It may have been anti-Semitic. According to uh, Rabbi 
uh, Yosef Shanowitz. Cremo allegedly entered the Shabbat synagogue in the Chicago suburb this past April during Passover, who was subsequently asked to leave during this uh, the last Passover holiday. That person entered the Shabbat synagogue. He said, we have an armed security guard sitting in front. Thank God. Thank you, Second Amendment. I approached uh, Cremo and sternly asked him to leave, and I was uh, noticed he was not a member of our community. The rabbi did not say if Cremo had behaved, uh, behaved suspiciously prior to him being asked to leave the synagogue, although I'm thinking, yeah, uh, which is located just two blocks away from where the shooting happened. Again, police have no idea. No idea. And again, if you are relying on uh, federal, state, and local authorities to save your butt, uh, you are scrod. During the same month of April, when Cremo was reportedly asked to leave the synagogue, residents were horrified when anti-Semitic leaflets were left outside various homes on Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Day. That's kind of weird how that happens, right? Again, the police have no idea what the motive might be. And they missed everything. All of the authorities missed everything. And all of those, those new laws, those lo- well, they weren't new to Illinois. Illinois banned assault weapons in 2013, so that's been nine years ago. And then uh, two weeks ago, the United States Congress, they passed uh, a big old gun control. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, comprehensive gun safety legislation. And they said it needed to be passed now. Because thousands of lives were at risk. And this would stop this kind of violence from happening. Two weeks later. <laughs> Two weeks later, again. Again, you are, uh, you are scrod. And they didn't even bother buying you dinner, you know, a bottle of wine or anything. Just, just uh, gee, you're pretty much screwed. Here is uh, the uh, Robert Cremo's uh, lawyer, the family, Steve Greenberg, talking about uh, buying an assault weapon. Bobby Cremo was just 19 years old at the time and applied for the Foyd car. The application was sponsored by his father. Given the fact that two months prior to that, police were called to the house, he was suicidal, and he had threatened to kill his own family. Knives were taken from the house. What does your client have to say about... Other than that, just another day in suburbia. ...and sponsoring an application for a firearm two months later. Well, that's assuming that the police account of the events is accurate. And, and pardon my skepticism, but I've been a defense lawyer a long time. Uh, look, the police returned those knives to them two weeks after they took the knives. So the police couldn't have been too alarmed by that incident. Uh, there was a family. Other than the whole, I don't know, knife collection and wanting to murder everybody. Dispute. I think his younger brother may have called the police uh, or his mother may have called the police. I'm not sure. And, and the police came and the situation was resolved. I think the bigger issue here is is why does a you know 20 year old or 21 year old kid, why is he able to get a FOID card and then purchase a military assault weapon. Well, why don't you ask that's your... That's a bigger question that yeah, we should yeah, be yeah. asking. Why don't, why don't you ask your client, actually? Uh, it emerged that Bob Cremo had sponsored his killer son's application for the gun permit in 2020, even after the murderer had threatened to kill himself and the entire family. You know, I think the thing that will bring us together as a family after you, you know, threatened to kill us all and you know, built that little shed outside that you live in with the windows closed, you play violent video games and all that all day, and you, you know, you draw the uh, the gunman's uh, on the side of the house with the smiley face and the word dead. Uh, I think the best thing for me to do right now is to sponsor you and go buy some guns for you. That's a good idea. Yeah, Johnny, don't say anything. It'll get him off our butt. Just let him go out to his little shed with the new gun that I sponsored him for, and everything's going to be fine. 
Illinois State Police received a clear and present danger report related to Robert Cremo's family after he threatened to kill himself and his family. They removed the knives from the property, later returned those knives later. Sorry, my bad, my bad. The sword and all that stuff. I know how you kids are these days with your role-playing and everything. Anyway, back to what you were doing, living in that little shed in the shed with the knives and everything, threatening to kill everybody. More on this, and uh, you will be outraged. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. Hello, hello, hello. What did uh, the day after the Uvalde shooting? What did I say? I said, "Is it any surprise to you that uh, a young man who was presumably a freshman or a sophomore in high school uh, who had uh, been?" Uh, locked down, told that he was going to die every single day, uh, had to uh, sit in severe isolation for a couple of years, away from friends, away from everyone, told that if he didn't wear a mask that he would be endangering others and maybe killing others. I could go on and on and on. And that was my uh, first foray into the, uh, the subject of mental illness and young men. And literally decades ago, I started talking about medication for ADHD and ADD. I uh, fortunately just missed that one. I'm afraid that if there were uh, so many pharmacy companies and politicians involved as there are now, that I don't. I, I would hope that my mother wouldn't get talked into putting me on ADD meds. But maybe if there were someone else raising me, and I, and I uh, and I've said for a long time that we are going to be seeing this medication of particularly young men to change their behavior, which became toxic masculinity, which made it even more medicatable, I guess is the word I'm looking at. And now antidepressants, lots and lots of antidepressants. Now I'm going to admit something to you, and I think I have before, but I have suffered from uh, mild clinical depression. And um, it's nothing, uh, it's a very serious thing. I think that the developing mind is much more different than, uh, than mine. It's too late for me. <laughs> and when you uh, start to medicate a young mind as it's developing, you're really going to screw it up. I said that we, we may not know for years how the lockdowns and the nonsense surrounding COVID fear porn to further to further a political agenda. It will take years before we see it manifest. Well, it manifested itself in Buffalo and Ivaldi. And today we're seeing the manifestation of that same isolation isolation, that same that same toxic masculinity. I'm going to share uh, a a delightful and and incredibly powerful monologue from uh, Tucker Carlson in a second about it. Because, I mean, I I know a lot of kids who've been medicated for it, for ADD and ADHD. 
used to be another kind of meds that they'd give students that would prevent uh, attention deficit, make you sit in your chair in class and pay attention. It was called recess. They had a 15-minute one in the morning. They had the half-hour one at noon following lunch. And then a 15-minute one in the afternoon. Because that's what kids need. It's not natural for a kid to sit in a chair all day. I want to play a little bit more from uh, the uh, Robert Cremo, the uh, Highland Park shooter's lawyer. Again, police in 2019, Illinois State Police received a clear and present danger report after he threatened to kill himself. That's on the record. He was too years under the minimum legal age to apply for a firearm owner identification card but despite murder-suicide threats Cremo's father sponsored him for the card in December of 2019 and it was approved a month later January 2020 this sounds a whole lot like Columbine and the very unplugged parents of Dylan Harris and Eric Klebold or Eric Harris, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Pardon me, it's been 20 years. And they were under, they were medicated. They were medicated. I believe one of them was on a, uh, an antidepressant. Officials have since said they approved the permit because there was insufficient, insufficient basis to deem Cremo dangerous other than the whole uh, clear and present uh, thing and the threatened to kill himself and the family and the knives and all that, you know, because who hasn't had that happen in their family? I mean, honestly, the other night we just went out, we were going to play some cornhole in the backyard and I go downstairs and knock on my son's door because he's staying home for the summer doing an internship. And I walk in. He's polishing his knives and all that. And I'm, I did look past it. I said, come on up when you get a second, will you? Put those knives down that, you know. Oh, and that target on the wall that you're throwing the knives at that has me in it. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, just kind of shut that. Come on up. Come on up. Nothing to see here. Uh, anyway, they, they deemed it was an insufficient basis to deem Cremo dangerous with the only record on his file of a 2016 ordinance p- a violation for possession of taco- tobacco. Tobacco. Here is uh, the uh, the lawyer. This is uh, Steve Greenwall, Greenberg talking about buying the assault weapons. Okay, let's try that one more time. Cremo, Bobby Cremo, was just 19 years old at the time and applied for the FOID card. The application was sponsored by his father. Given the fact that two months... No, let's try this one. Was this it is... not a red flag that he threatened to kill his own family and was suicidal enough to the point that his family called police? Well, as I said, uh, they've disputed that he was ever suicidal and that they ever claimed he was suicidal. And they also dispute that he ever threatened to kill everyone. Uh, my guess is that, is that... Well, then I guess we went to the wrong house. Sorry about that, folks. If he had threatened to kill everyone, that the police would have taken some action, removed him from the home, placed him on a 24-hour psychiatric watch or something like that. Yeah, that would have been the smart thing for the authorities to do. So I, I'm not quite sure that's really what happened, but that's not really important to the discussion now. Oh, I think it's incredibly important to the discussion right now. Are you out of your mind? So we've got a guy who's an Antifa supporter. He is a uh, uh, he is a socialist. He is an anti-capitalist. He uh, oh, and he's a cross-dresser too. There you go. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. This is like I mean, you know, the media is going to be uh, completely ignoring this altogether. Yeah, he dressed up as a woman, dressed up in women's clothing, 
before he went on the shooting, when he went on the shooting spree, I should say. So he ditched the legally purchased weapon on the roof so he could blend in with the crowd, and he dressed up in women's clothing. Uh, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and identity. He was also seen on camera in women's clothing. And a, apparently a wig, a wig was not out of the question. <clears throat> no. But you know what the real problem is here? If you watch MSNBC, you know what the real problem is? It, it isn't just that, uh, you know, that uh, there are assault weapons and there aren't enough, uh, you know, more, we need more uh, comprehensive gun safety legislation, which did not prevent this at all. You know, we really need to get rid of that Constitution, according to Rosa Brooks of Georgetown University. She's a professor there. We are now living in that world, too, and we have brought it on ourselves, right? I mean, we can't say, oops, it's the Russians' fault. They shouldn't have invaded us or, you know, oops, it's al-Qaeda. This is this is the person who actually has a tenured job at Georgetown University. Us. This is, this is 100% us, and it's because we are essentially slaves to a document that was written, you know, more than 230 years ago by a tiny group of white slave-owning Men. Now, remember what I told you about the class of 1968. And, and again, for those of you who graduated in 1968, I'm not talking about you. I use it as a metaphor, as a, as a uh, uh, I guess, a timeline for when all this crap started. Class of 1968, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, Barack Obama, kid at the time. And this is part of it right here. She's speaking. This is textbook anti-American faculty lounge language. You know, and, and we cannot break out of the, you know, the bondage that we have imposed on ourselves from feeling like we, we have to, everything by our Supreme Court is decided in reference to this ancient document, which is just not serving us well. well I think the, like the First Amendment thing and the, and the illegal search and seizures and the, oh, no slavery thing, and I think it serves us all pretty darn well. First Amendment, really, really good thing to have. It is, it is, it is causing enormous problems and enormous tragedies at this point. Okay, well, no, the Constitution isn't causing that. It's the idiots in charge who are causing it and not seeing all the red flags. Oh, Kamala Harris in what could be, I guess, the most unwanted and unnecessary visit by an unwanted and unnecessary vice president. She decided to go to Highland Park yesterday and make some idiotic comments. You've got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. The whole nation should understand. Okay, so she said the word seriously. Sorry, it's low audio there. Uh, she said seriously three times in one sentence She said absolutely nothing there. Let's hear the beginning again now that I crank the audio just to skoosh. We gotta take this stuff seriously. We gotta take this stuff seriously. Seriously as you are because you have been As seriously as whatever. Of course I have to take it seriously. And then we gotta take it seriously. The whole nation should understand and have a level of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere. Yeah, and it's happened uh, three times, which would be anywhere, and uh, it was all missed by the authorities. So there you go. There you go. Uh, let's go to Mike in Baltimore. Mike wants to, uh, wants to talk a little bit about antidepressants. Uh, hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Uh, give me your take, man. What's going on? 
Okay, I'm a disabled veteran, and one of my disabilities is I have PTSD, and I take Zola. Yes, sir. And um, I'm not homicidal. I'm not suicidal. Okay, yeah, it might affect some people, but my thing is that I'm a veteran, and I'm a gun owner, and if people could keep pushing this crap with the Zola, uh, blah, 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 they're going to say, okay, any uh, disabled veteran that's taking yep. Zola, yep. you're not going to be able to own a gun. I know. And, Mike, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that that's what the red flag laws are all about. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, as someone who, uh, I'll just go ahead and say, I have, for years, taken a little half a tab, a little tiny, half a baby aspirin of uh, Lexapro. <clears throat> and the reason it does, it, it's there to kind of even you out a little bit. If you have a, a you know a, a mild clinical depression like I do, it evens you out. And you, can, it, you notice the difference when you take it. But I'm also an adult man who didn't uh, uh, investigate this into my, th- into my 40s. And I said, you know, maybe I could use a little bit of help here. Because originally when I had been diagnosed with a, with a clinical depression, they said, uh, you know, immediately the guy said, I want to put you on something. I said, you're high. No, no, no. And I did it without it for 10 years. And then I said, you know, maybe I need, uh, need some help. But that's what they're going to do, Mike. They're going to use that as an excuse. But that doesn't mean that uh, for young people, uh, using antidepressant like Zoloft can really screw up your brain. Mike, let me ask you, what, what did the medication do for you? Because I can't imagine what you're, you're, you, you go through because you're fighting the memories of what you saw and, uh, and all that. What did it do for you? It just it calms you down. And you don't uh, get angry so fast and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you wouldn't want... Because a veteran's going to choose the Second Amendment over that Zola. So you're going to have like 500,000 veterans or whatever. And I'm going to say, I'm not taking my medicine no more than... Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the hazard of these um, uh, red flag laws that they are really, really subjective. And unfortunately, with people in charge like they have been, uh, it, it doesn't make any difference anyway because the authorities will miss all the signs. Mike, I want to thank you for your service, my friend, and uh, wish you all the best because I know... Uh, what it's like. Um, I, I don't know what, uh, what you're going through is like uh, after, you know, experiencing battle. I've never, uh, I've never gone through that. So I wish you uh, the very best, my friend, okay? Thank you. God bless. You too, bro. You too. Um, on the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some of the statistics with regard to antidepressants, uh, ADHD meds, and what it's doing to young men and how it's just beginning to uh, manifest itself, although maybe in your life you've seen it manifest. Maybe you, you, you are one of those young men. Maybe you have someone in your life, a nephew or a son, who have uh, uh, the authorities have said, you know, medication is the best bet. And in some cases it is, and some cases it is absolutely not eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy, entertaining, not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. But one thing nearly all mass killers have in common, almost every single one of them, with some but few exceptions, all of them are alienated young men. That's the common thread. They're young. They're male. They're crazy. Robert. Mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, that should substantially narrow down the people who we should, uh, you know, maybe that's the first thing you should look at is uh, isolated, uh, dejected, maybe mentally ill young men. Okay? They, they, that's just the beginning. I'm not saying you got to go out to all young men. Like my, my son's 22. It's like, you have a young man in your house. Let him out here. 
come on, we want to talk to him right now. No, 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 no. There are other signs. There are other signs that we now. Yesterday on the show, I told you, and I found this uh, uh, this article about uh, thirty-seven school shooters or school-related violence committed by those under the influence of psychiatric drugs. And I ran through all of them, like in uh, May of uh, twenty seventeen, Austin, Texas, twenty-one-year-old Kendricks White stabbed four people with a machete, hunting knife at the University of Texas, and uh, apparently he was on uh, Zoloft. You got to Tallahassee, a uh, Wellbutrin, and ADH drug. Uh, Vivance, which is really popular, and if there isn't Vivance because of supply chain, they'll just give you a literally crystallized um, uh, uh, stimulants. They, they, I'm not kidding. Uh, amphetamines. It literally on the prescription label says crystallized amphetamines. So let's give a kid with ADD an amphetamine because, uh, you know, it does the opposite for people with ADD as children. It doesn't apparently affect middle-aged women who go to Target on the weekends and drink box Chardonnay and steal their kids' Vivance, which, you know, happens all the time. Uh, Seattle, Washington, 26-year-old Era Yabarro, open fire with a shotgun, uh, antidepressant Prozac, Risperdal, which is a psych- antipsychotic. Um, I could go on and on and on. Here's a little bit more from Tucker last night, echoing what I said yesterday. Would you sell a gun to that guy? Does he seem like a nutcase? Of course he does. So why didn't anyone raise an alarm? Well, maybe because he didn't stand out. Maybe because there are a lot of young men in America who suddenly look and act a lot like this guy. It's not an attack. It's just true. Like Cremo, they inhabit a solitary fantasy world. Listen to this. ...world of social media, porn, and video games. They're high on government-endorsed weed. Smoke some more. It's good for you. They're numbed by the endless psychotropic drugs that are handed out at every school in the country. Like candy. Country by crackpots posing as counselors. And I would venture to say this is not only about the uh, medical government establishment. And I'm not meaning to uh, say this to all parents, but some parents rely on medication to take over some of the duties and responsibilities of being a parent. Again. This is not all parents. Dear God in heaven, I'm a parent. And, of course, they're angry. They know that their lives will not be better than their parents. Listen to this. They'll be worse. That's all but guaranteed. They know. You know why that is? Because in nine years, no, it was 12 years. Nine years, the world is going to end because of global warming. I'm sorry, I meant climate change. And you got to wear a mask all the time, even though you don't know anybody who died of a, of a, of a disease that, you know, closed down your school for two years. They're not that stupid. And yet the authorities in their lives, mostly women, never stops lecturing them about their so-called privilege. You're male. You're privileged. Imagine that. Try to imagine mm-hmm. an unhealthier unhappier life than that so a lot of young men in america are going nuts congratulations adults of america you became the new bullies you replaced the bullies in high school and you bullied the high school students yourself by saying that young men are toxically masculine that they need to be medicated so they're compliant because you don't want any of those masculine tendencies like you know wanting to go outside to take over. Oh, I've got much more on this, and your phone calls are welcome. Sean, you hold on. This is The Rob Carson Show. It was kind of funny a few years back. uh, Actually, about 30, 35, 40 years ago, 
A bunch of people said that boys can't sit in their chairs and they don't pay attention, so we need to give them ADD meds because it's an attention deficit. It's an attention deficit. Well, they segued into antidepressants and they give to girls, too. And then when all that doesn't work, they suggest puberty blockers and becoming mutilated with surgery before puberty. Yeah, you've really messed this up, Democrats. You've made this into a giant Charlie Foxtrot. More on the way. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These are historic and troubling times. Perhaps considering all of the violence in American cities, you're considering a firearm. Check out European American Armory Corp. at eaacorp.com. Skip the high-priced names and get the features and price you want in your next firearm. EAA specializes in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms in the U.S. market since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol. EAA Corp. has it. Now, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says, skip the big names, get the quality and features you deserve, and let us earn your respect. Visit EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com, to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the show is right ahead. If you get a chance to, the only other place you're going to hear the show when you're not listening live is the podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. And it's on all of the normal digital channels, you know, and trust me, I know, uh, you know. Sometimes the uh, uh, pickets are a little slim, and there are a million podcasts out there. But if you enjoy the show, I hope that you will take the time to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're, uh, you know, we do we do six of them a week, by the way. So it's every day, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekend we do a special best of. So you got fresh material. We take Sunday off, you know. But uh, if you want all of the information, just go to NewsmaxTV.com/slash/podcast. NewsmaxTV.com/slash/podcast. If you would subscribe, that would be. Really, really great. I would greatly appreciate it. And then also, uh, leave a five-star review. That would be uh, amazing. I've got a, a number of platforms that have stayed with me through my entire broadcast career. One of them, fostering and adoption, prevention of child abuse. And another is uh, our kids and over-medicating our kids. And uh, my wife has a, uh, had a brother who was on ADD meds. Way back when, he was uh, about a couple days younger than me. He died in a, uh, he was hit by a car on a bike when he was 14. But he was on ADD meds then. So clearly in the 70s, that's kind of when it all started. Um, and, and unfortunately, for some odd reason, we came up with, and you, you know, I'm going to get all sorts of, and I always get grief when I say this. I always, well, you know, my kid, he has to be on the meds. Well, yeah, some of them do. And, and then some doctors look, you know, the ADD meds and ADHD is very, very important. And blah, 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 blah. And, and in some kids, yes, it is. But when you look at the ungodly amount of kids who are on meds, particularly here and in Great Britain, Great Britain and the United States, really, really big on ADD. I remember I, I, used to, I said uh, uh, ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder, children. 
If you can't pay attention, it's a t- disorder as a children, as a child. If you can't pay attention, then you have a disorder. You've heard my story about first grade, the report card. I've still got it. It says, talks out of turn, worse ever, he's missed a day. Today, that teacher would probably say, you know, we really need to see the guidance counselor, and the guidance counselor will get in touch with the school psychologist, and the school psychologist will get in touch with ever. And you know what? We've really got a little, little Robbie on some ADD meds. So he'll sit in his chair and not talk out of turn because, my God in heaven, that would be terrible. We've got to teach him about sex and sexuality and transgenderism. Changing your sex. If you're as a girl, you're, you're not, uh, you know, obviously confronted online by Internet skanks like the Kardashian sisters. Yeah, I said it. And, and she gets further, further down into depression because of cyberbullying and not being able to live up to the increasingly unrealistic image of women being featured on the Internet now. I mean, it is really bad. If you look at the Chloe and Kim and some of their pictures, they, they make Barbie doll look normal. And so when you reach the bottom as a girl, you really need to question your sexuality. Did you realize that there are 50 genders? Yeah. You could be a cisgendered zoo animal. You know, which I don't know what it is. And if you're not happy there, then maybe you'd be happy as a boy. So let's get you into a doctor's office with an irresponsible physician who should lose their license, and I'm absolutely serious, who's going to prescribe uh, hormone blockers. And then once we slow down the false puberty, as Rachel Levine says, you can have a false puberty even though your body chooses and you don't mentally choose it. Your body chooses the, the, the puberty you go through, which is natural. You, you know, you get a doctor, the doctor says, yeah, we've got to stop that puberty. That's medically necessary. And then if that doesn't work, let's go ahead and give her a hysterectomy and remove her breasts by the time she's 13. Seriously, what the hell? What the hell are we doing to our kids? Here's Tucker Carlson last night talking about all of the shootings, all of the shootings by young men, starting with with, uh, Columbine and others, and how many of them, what a large percentage of them, are on ADD, ADHD, and of course, antidepressants. Between 1991 and 2018, total SSRI prescriptions in the United States rose by more than 3,000%. 3,000%. 3,000% of anything is a massive change. It is not an anomaly. It is something that is created. It is a need that is created. So let's call young men uh, toxically masculine. Let's, let's shame them for being men. Let's shame them for believing uh, girls are girls and boys are boys. Let's make them feel like absolute crap all the time. Let's uh, say that the sex, separate sections for boys and girls in stores and Toys R Us should go away. Let's make them stay home in a room without a teacher for a year, and then when they come back, let's scare the living crap out of them by not allowing them to see their teachers or classmates' faces for a year and make it seem like everything they do without a mask will kill them. See what that gets you.
Here's a little bit more on antidepressants depressants, and mass shootings. Take these drugs and your problems will go away. Yes, you'll become numb. You will lose part of yourself. You no longer experience deep joy. You'll become part robot, but at least you... At least you'll stay in your chair and listen to the sex and sexuality and CRT stuff that we're trying to jam into your little tiny brain. You won't want to kill yourself or harm other people. That was the promise. 3,000%. Let's see. Over the very same period, the suicide rate in the United States jumped by 35%. What about cutting? What about all the cutting that girls are doing now? Oh, yeah. Uh, there are actually people in my daughter's lives who do that. Did it work? My daughter's life. <laughs> Millions of people got on anti-suicide drugs, and we wound up with many more suicides. So maybe... It's not working. Is it possible it's making the problem worse, you think? Let's see. Mass shootings also increased dramatically over the very same period. Here's well, a chart that shows it. Nothing to see here. It's, it's the toxic masculinity and the, you know, and all of that. We know that SSRIs are dangerous. It says so right on the label. The increase SSRIs are the antidepressants. Quote, the risk of anxiety, agitation, irritability, hostility, aggressiveness, impulsivity, and mania. Now, this is with adults, Okay. That's a side effect that could happen in adults. Now you're putting this drug to work on a kid's brain. Not a big deal. That's not causation. Then what is it? According to one meta-study by the FDA, young people who've been prescribed SSRIs have an increased rate of suicide. Oh, wait, more suicide? Weren't they supposed to reduce suicide, but we're getting more suicide? Let's, let's stop right there. Yeah, one of the side effects for a lot of depressants, I, I've been kind of making fun of this for a while because one of the side effects is suicidal thoughts for an antidepressant. That makes sense. But we're not stopping. We're accelerating. Between 2015 and... Two It'd be like, uh, you know, being you know, single in your 50s and buying a Porsche, and the side effect would be, chances are there's a, you won't get laid. 2019, the... Yeah, you won't buy the car. Use of SSRI drugs by teens in the United <laughs> States rose by nearly 40%. So it's not working. Let's do a whole lot more of it. This seems like a massive and extremely obvious problem. Extremely obvious. Again, I said we are waiting for the manifestations of what's going to happen with our children with regard to the COVID madness. And we saw that in Uvalde, and we saw that in Buffalo. Unbelievable. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California, the home of our glorious affiliate KSCO. Sean, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, I wanted to talk another component of this problem. Yes. And uh, with mass shootings. And it's, as I see it, it's lack of accountability for authorities. Yeah. And the biggest example I can think of is back in the Parkland shooting. Yes. The FBI was called in. This uh, online blogger uh, said he had someone that was, uh, said he was going to shoot up a school. And the FBI agents, these top-notch investigators, asked the a uh, blogger, if he knew who this person was, and he said he didn't know. <laughs> and But the thing is, is the guy who posted used his real name. He didn't use an alias. So these uh, crack investigators couldn't even follow up that lead. Yeah. Sean, uh, they're too busy looking for parents who oppose CRT. Yeah. You know, you know Sean, honestly, if we wait... 
if we wait for the government or state officials or law enforcement, nothing against law enforcement, nothing against law enforcement, just some, if you're waiting for someone to stop something like this from happening, I wouldn't hold my breath. They do, don't get me wrong, but it's also a great idea to be prepared for it. Sean, I appreciate it. Let's go to Mike in uh, Nottingham, Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Hi, Rob. I just wanted to say, first of all, that uh, you're great on covering every single different kind of topic. Uh, I wanted to talk about children being uh, medicated on psychotropic drugs. I don't believe children should be medicated on psychotropic drugs. Uh, I myself uh, ran uh, cross-country and track in high school and in college. Uh, I achieved, uh, for six miles, ran 30 minutes, 10.44 seconds. Uh, And uh, so uh, I, through running, uh, dealt with uh, uh, issues. Okay, like, Uh, like for instance, maybe ADHD or something like that. Maybe some sort of physical activity, which uh, they restrict now. And a lot of the times kids aren't even able to play outside like they used to. Yes. Yes. Now, for me, uh, when I reached in my 40, at 42, uh, I was diagnosed with major depression. Okay. And uh, I was put on uh, Paxil Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, an uh, anti-psychotic drug. Okay. Uh, And I feel really good. Uh, Uh I feel really excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but I, I would recommend waiting till you're in your 30s or your 40s to, uh, if, if that's needed, uh, having yeah. psychotropic medication. All right, Mike, uh, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, so uh, maybe not so much on the psychotropic medication and stuff and also the chin- gender reassignment until you pass through puberty, I think is what we're saying. All right, so I want to move on to the, uh, the idiocy of America's Democrat mayors. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I'll, I, I'll be able to get that all in before the end of the show. 800 you are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. We know that SSRIs are dangerous. It says so right on the label. They increase, quote, the risk of anxiety, agitation, irritability, hostility, aggressiveness, impulsivity, and mania. Not a big deal. That's not causation. Then what is it? According to one meta-study by the FDA, young people who've been prescribed SSRIs have an increased rate of suicide. Oh, wait, more suicide? Weren't they just to reduce Think about the hell. The hell that our kids have been brought through in the last 30 years, you know, 
I saw my uh, my wife last night, my wife, and uh, you know she's in her, uh, you know she's uh, a few years younger than me, not a whole lot, and her sister's a couple of years younger than her, and uh, her sister, her sister is like you know very modern, very fashionable, and she actually said these these millennials. <laughs> about millennials and I, I don't like to classify because I was called the slacker and I'm a generation X and I was a slacker I was never a slacker no 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 just the opposite but everybody called uh, Gen X slackers and you know everybody's got a thought about millennials everybody's got a thought about Gen Z uh, and, and to some degree there are some stereotypes that are true uh, the coddling the uh, over medication I'm thinking over medication really 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 big particularly among Millennials certainly among Generation Z and that's for a number of reasons <sighs> a the kids anxiety levels are going through the freaking ceiling because every time they go to school they're taught what they think is right is wrong and what is wrong is right they're told to hate each other because of race they are told that our history is awful our founding is awful and if all else fails maybe you're in the wrong body and you need to have your puberty blocked if you go to a pediatrician as a young parent let me just go ahead and offer a little bit of advice and i'm even going to shoot this one over the head of the medical establishment if you go to a pediatrician and you know, say your kid is seven years old and uh, likes to dress in, uh, you know, maybe a little boy and likes to occasionally play with a dollar or, or even try on a dress every once in a while. If that, uh, if that a pediatrician says, I suggest that your child is in the wrong body and we need to begin hormone uh, puberty blockers right away, I would suggest you call the authorities on this jackass and uh, you take your kid right out of there. Even if your kid is saying that, uh, I'm going to hurt myself unless you let me change my genders. That's when you need psychiatric care. That's not about medicine. If you want to complain about what I'm saying, go right ahead. 800-922-6680. Do some kids have and need medications? Hell yes. I waited until I was an adult. Little bit of half, half a tab. The size of a baby aspirin. But just because some people tell you you need help with parenting, maybe your kid will be a little more manageable. Maybe your classroom will be a little more manageable if the kids uh, just sit in their chairs and stare at the board like I want them to. And the only way to get a child to do that is to medicate the crap out of them. And then you end up with what appears to be at least 37 Mass shootings by young men that I have uh, cataloged in the last two days. What happened yesterday, we will find out. No toxicology report, no toxicology because he's not dead. Uh, no toxicology report in Uvalde, no toxicology report uh, in, uh, in Buffalo. So, one of the saddest things that I saw, um, and there are no words, there's a little boy named Aiden McCarthy. This little boy, I remember uh, on Monday, they, they found this little boy, and he was sitting in a police officer's arms, and there was a, an APB put out saying that if you've seen this kid's parents, apparently he's lost his parents, and we don't know where the parents are. We need to uh, find the parents. Well, his parents were killed. Kevin McCarthy was 37. Irina McCarthy was 35 about the same age that I was when I became a father for the very first time. And they did what a first-time parent would do. They took him to a 4th of July parade. Aiden was found under the bodies of his parents. 
have no words. Eric Adams, uh, one of his aides, was uh, the latest victim of crime in the Big Apple. He said to the criminal, his name is Christopher Baugh, by the way, this is the uh, the aide, he was scouting a location for a mayoral appearance near the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Navy Yard about 10.30 on Tuesday morning. The staffer was approached at an intersection of uh, Navy and Sands by two men who demanded that he give them his phone and, uh, and money. When he refused, the men threw him to the ground, drew a gun on him, then took the items and fled. Seconds earlier, he told the suspects, are you ready for this? You don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. See, see, New York, you, they're gonna, they don't want you to have concealed carry, but, uh, you know, if you work for the mayor, that's going to be your line of defense. You, you don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. <laughs> this is fantastic. A source close to boss said uh, that he had survived the encounter largely unscathed and that he backs Adam's tough on crime policies. Uh, by the way, one thief reportedly sped away on a city bike, which is one of those electric uh, bikes, I guess, or yeah, that you can, you can get. I don't know. Maybe he just stole it uh, and uh, no arrests have been made. But uh, that's what he said. You don't want to do this. I work for the mayor. The mugging comes on the heels of a violent 4th of July holiday weekend in New York City. Saw 31 people shot or killed in 24 shootings. Three people were killed yesterday, or I should say the day before yesterday, on the 4th itself. Police said shootings over the holiday weekend spiked 60% compared to last year. We saw 15 incidents, 19 victims, so a 60% spike from last year. We move on to Chicago next, where 10 people were killed and 62 wounded over the 4th of July weekend. And the incredible stupidity of Laura Lightfoot. It is a remarkable and shocking. That is all coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show. Yesterday I got a uh, little uh, statement about my uh, small 401k, and I didn't uh, really bother to look at the numbers because it uh, can't be anything good right now, so I just kind of <laughs> left it sealed. Uh, join us on the phone right now to talk about uh, politics and uh, and finance, and, uh, and Wall Street is political financial analyst and host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio program, and now officially a regular on this show, Chris Markowski joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today? Doing well. How about yourself? I am glorious. Now, we've been talking on my show this morning about what happened in uh, in Illinois over the weekend. Uh, not only the 60 people uh, shot in Chicago, seven killed, but also the seven killed on Monday. And I've been kind of talking about what it's like for kids now um, and how ungodly difficult we've made our kids' lives, particularly if they go to public schools, with uh, fear about the end of the world, fear about COVID, uh, ADD meds, ADHD meds meds, antidepressants, uh, then, of course, the assault with CRT, sex and sexualization of our children. I can go on and on. Does it surprise us that this sort of thing manifests itself in mass shootings, among other things, self-mutilation, suicide attempts, and whatnot? I'd like to know your thoughts, because I know you got a kid just is in, a, in college and two in high school, right? Yes, I do. Let me, tell me what you think. What do you think? I Well, listen, this is something that you bring up near and dear to my heart, because, you know, with my kids, I've always been... Quite frankly, I, I want my kids to grow up in a world where they can succeed beyond their wildest dreams, and they're also going to have that ability to fail as well. That's part of growing up in America. 
Uh, but we've gotten to a point in time, we've gotten away from God. People don't go to church like they used to anymore. We've got too many broken homes that are out there. Uh, kids that are growing up with one parent in the household or maybe two Amen. and both of them don't care. Yeah, I talk about this all the time with uh, you know my friends when it comes to schools. The school that my kids go to here on Long Island happens to be very highly rated. And I laugh. I said, you know, these school teachers, they're good school teachers, but they don't have Albert Einstein teaching them. The difference is the parents care. Yes. We live in a district. Yes. We live in an area where everyone cares about the kids. Grades matter. Your conduct matters. Being respectful matters. I mean, one of the scariest things in the world for me growing up would ever be if a teacher would ever call home and say that I was acting up or doing something <laughs> wrong in the classroom. Yes. I've been talking about this moonshot idea that I've had. It's a Markowski moonshot for, okay. for over a decade now. I really do think that we have to almost rethink our criminal justice system and our educational system to say and come to the realization that they're, we're going to have to grab kids at a young age. Because, um, again, i got clients that are educators, friends that are uh, counselors. They know which kids are in broken households. Yeah. We need to come up with public Hogwarts. I'm not kidding. Boarding schools, not juvie. But boarding schools for kids where, you know, that we find out which parents are not doing that the job necessary at home and we ship them off to these wonderful boarding schools. I don't care. It's going to save us money. It's going to save us money in incarcerating these kids down the road. It's going to save us all sorts of money in the judicial system yeah. and a myriad of other things. But we have to rethink things at this point in time because well, we've got uh, way too many broken houses. Now, now Chris, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on this. I think a government institution is, is something we don't need to create. However, we did make some headway have a, on How the Catholic schools do it. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was just going to say. The Jewish schools Buddy, do it. It doesn't I, matter to me. I hate to tell you this. The, the, the Supreme Court just said uh, in, a, in a ruling a couple weeks ago that uh, parents can use vouchers to to send their kids to religious schools. It is not unconstitutional. It does not violate church and state. So maybe we're headed in the right direction, Chris, because I, I don't know if we go any lower. Care. Those are parents yes. that care. We got to find the parents that don't give a damn. Yeah, and we got to grab those kids and get them out of it. That, that's going to happen all the time. You got you know people growing up that the parents care. Yeah, they want to send their kids to the best school possible. They might live in a in a, in a in a neighborhood where most of the kids don't care, and the the teachers are distracted by the kids that are acting up. And we should get those kids out, and most certainly get them into Catholic schools, Jewish schools. I don't care. Yeah. But we've yeah. got to we've got to find these kids at a young age, and we got to put them in an environment because we've got too many of them out there that are just lost. Chris, we are we live in the richest country in the history of mankind. We have the longest lifespans that we've ever seen, with the exception of COVID coming along. Uh, we we are richer than we've ever been. We are more prosperous. We never have to worry. Well, now we do because of uh, you know the Biden administration, food on the shelves and whatnot. Generally, yes, there is poverty, but there are also a safety that's Why in the bleep are we so bleeping unhappy? I don't get it. Let's move on to other stuff because I want to talk to you about uh, not only the stock market. I want to talk about, uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, about a month ago, he decided to unleash the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, what the petroleum reserves, our nation's petroleum reserves reserved only for uh, for emergencies. And in case you haven't heard, uh, they've already shipped off a good uh, amount of that to European countries without it really affecting the impact of uh, fossil fuels in our country. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, again, I just bet a big story today. I've been seeing it in a lot of different places. Like, you know, this is Biden's decision. We, we have certain contracts that were set up kind of prior to many of these things that are happening where we were shipping. We've been an exporter of energy uh, since we became energy independent under the, the, the Trump administration not too long ago. And 
right now, because of what's going on, because of the failure of the G7, because of the failure of our, our foreign policy, and, and in my opinion, this absolute disaster uh, that's taken place between the Ukraine and Russia and how we're handling mm, it. Yes. Sanctions are not working. No. Sanctions are just putting more money on uh, you know, more money in Putin's, Putin's bank. Pocket, yep. That's all it's doing. Yep. Um, we cannot have you know, these various different European nations who screwed up, okay? Even Obama pointed this out, the direction that they were heading with energy. Trump even pushed even further. We can't have all of these industries and Europe fall apart because that's going to create a bigger mess on our hands. Uh, I'm glad to see that the, the price of oil uh, is coming down, which, which has, I think, it's today around 96, and it may have a little bit more to go. Uh, but the reality is it's refining capacity that we, we've got issues with right yeah, now. Yeah. And, and that's why the gasoline prices, there's more of a disconnect. And the but, war the war on fossil fuels has not start, uh, has not ceased uh, in the Biden administration. I have details no. on that. I'll share with my audience as the show progresses today. Let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Ukraine. We pumped uh, 55-plus billion, $55,000 million larger than, I guess, the budget of the Ukrainian government for a war that appears to be lost. I uh, would say that since we are giving it to one of the most corrupt regimes in the world that has close ties to the Biden administration, the Biden family, that uh, this, by and large, is a very large money laundering operation. Uh, that's my opinion. What do you think, Chris? I uh, Listen, uh, I mean, I'd have to look further into it. Uh, would it surprise me? No, uh, it wouldn't. <laughs> but do I think that a lot of the money, this happens every single time we send money to yep. some country to, for some war or, uh, you know, some bailout for some African nation? I mean, it makes, you know, the Swiss bankers very happy or the Cayman Island bankers very happy because much of the money ends up there. I mean, some of the biggest, you know, scandals that we've seen, you know, financial scandals over the past 20, 30 years. You can talk about the Iraq oil for food scandal with Kofi yes. and son. Yep. I, all of these things, and they're tied to commodities. This is the one thing that people understand. They always like pointing at Musk and Bezos as the richest guys in the world. Now, these guys that pump oil out of the ground, that pump gas out of the ground, that supply commodities, that's like a spigot of cash that just pours out. Yeah. And there's just way too much corruption in these areas. And, you know, you take a look at the United States and you take a look at, you know, UK, France, Canada. And one of the reasons which made us successful, we have natural resources. But guess what? We can all own them. We can all buy stock in Chevron and Exxon and be ownership of this. When you got these these oligarchs running these things, this is where you get a lot of corruption. And most yeah. certainly you have that in the Ukraine. Absolutely. All right. So we got a lot of other things going on. We've got Biden inflation uh, happening. Um, and I had mentioned uh, the 401k. I, I have about 15 years before I need to worry about uh, retirement. Um, what do you say to those who are retired or those who are expecting to retire anytime soon with regard to what they have invested? Well, God willing, you know, your listeners out there that are retired or close to retiring, hopefully they've they've shifted a certain portion. If they've got a competent financial advisor, uh, shifted a portion of their portfolio to cash and cash equivalents. Uh, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, one of my favorite you know books, uh, Nicholas Taleb, is Black Swan. They, they you know they occur, and you not you're not going to know what's going to happen over the short term. It's much easier to do things over the long term. So if you're close to actually having to utilize that capital in your 401k, you most certainly have to shift some of those things that uh, stuff that is, might not be as volatile. I don't care how sunny things are looking outside at that point in time. You can't do it. You've got to be smart with your money. It's proper 
asset allocation. This is good to know because uh, I uh, did all that investment in Beanie Babies in the nineties. That didn't work so well. <laughs> then I moved on to Pokemon cards in the uh, in the early in the early aughts. Uh, so uh, definitely, did. you better not have NFTs because those things are going down fast. <laughs> non fungible tokens. What the what? hell is up with non fungible tokens? So stupid. What the hell? What what the hell is a non fungible token? A fool and his money. They, uh, it's, it's, I think there's some token involved, but it's token on a big joint is what it is. That's where the token is involved. <laughs> just unbelie- unbelievable. So what, what's going to happen in the next, uh, before the November election, as far as the economy is concerned? I don't see that in the White House, and even Democrats are admitting they have rubes in charge. Uh, what's going to happen before November? I, I don't think anything is going to happen. i got to tell you, Chris. Well, as, as far as the... I'm talking about inflation. I'm talking about the economy. I'm talking about store shelves. Do. What? Yeah. I, I don't see what they can get paid. I mean, you know, they're trying to still negotiate with Manchin, with Build Back Better. I don't know. Oh, some dear sort Lord. Of tax scheme. I, I, at this point in time, I think kind of America's kind of thrown their hands up in the air, and they, they've kind of, you know, seen the forest for the trees here. This, this is what's going on. This is what we're dealing with right now, and things are not good. Um, you know, you've met a lot of people out there. You might have, you know, you couldn't stand... You know, bad orange man and his tweets, but his policies look a hell of a lot better right now than what we're dealing <laughs> yes, with. Yes. I, I do think that inflation is starting to, to peter off to some degree. You're starting to see commodities come down. You're going to have a lot of retailers out there put massive sales on uh, coming soon to a theater near you. So hopefully see some of these things uh, dissipate to some degree. Uh, but the overall direction, I, I think that most Americans right now feel like that there's no one at the uh, the helm of the ship. Amen, my brother. Well, listen, I got to run. I greatly appreciate you joining me, Chris Markowski. You've also got a book called Emergency, Prepare for the Retirement Crisis, and your radio show, of course, is uh, Wall Street, uh, the what, the Wolf, sorry, the Watchdog on Watchdog Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I know that. I know that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to just mention where people can find you on the big social media? Uh, that's right. Watchdog on Wall Street.com, and then you can get there and uh, you know, my, my Facebook fan page, all that stuff, my videos, and all the stuff I put out every day. All right, my brother. Have a glorious week, and uh, we'll have you on again soon, okay? You got it. Have a good one. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's The Rob Carson Show. New headline from Newsmax uh, TV, uh, Newsmax.com. Authorities uh, in Illinois, the uh, mass shooting suspect confessed and eyed a second attack. Robert Cremo the third, 21, uh, apparently confessed to what he had done in uh, Highland Park and also suggested that he had planned on additional atrocities. Fortunately, he was, uh, well, they had him in custody, you see. Then the police can actually stop him when you have him in custody. It's kind of weird that way. They can't do anything. They can't go out and murder a bunch of people if they're in custody. <sighs> that said. If you are expecting the authorities to be there for you to prevent an act of violence against you, uh, you're going to be waiting a long time in many cases. It can't be everywhere. And then sometimes some people just drop the ball. Uvalde, Texas. And now it appears in Illinois. Ten killed, 62 wounded in a 4th of July weekend in lovely Chicago. A murder in town, murder in town. Five-year-old boy hitting the shoulder on Sunday night. Sixteen other people uh, shot on Saturday, too fatally. Uh, you know, listen to the ages, 29, 24, 42. Uh, let's see here, uh, 15, 41, 36. Hut, hut. 
17-year-old, lovely Chicago 10-year-old boy, like I said. Five-year-old hit in the shoulder by a bullet, apparently been uh, fired into the uh, sky on Monday night. Because, you know, <sighs> here's Lori Lightfoot uh, talking about uh, uh, her appreciation for the police and, and all this inflammatory rhetoric that has to stop. What, what feels like it's happening in this moment in our democracy. And by the way, she played along with the defund the police crowd. She was completely down with it. Is people are losing respect for the institutions of our democracy. Right. Uh, you know, you've heard Do you support Black Lives Matter? Do you support Antifa? Superintendent talk over and over again about the number of officers in full uniform, in their squad cars that are being shot at. That says to me... Yeah, um, conservatives and Republicans, and I have been saying that for years and years and years. Oh, I said something three times. Beetle-loo, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That the people who are acting so brazenly have no, not only no respect for themselves, but they don't have respect for an institution like the police department. Now, sometimes when a public speaker, when a when a, a politician says something uh, outrageous like she's about to say, you say, wow, it takes some serious audacity to say something like this, considering all of the evidence uh, against you, uh, for instance, on being anti-police, and suddenly you're a champion for police. There's this amazing thing called the interweb, and you can actually oh, no, no, look up some old statements or video of you speaking out against the police. Who men and women every single day on every watch are literally risking life and limb for our safety. The toxicity in our public discourse. Now, did you hear what she just said there? This is another problem. Here we go. Risking life and limb for our safety. The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about. Now, this is uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot talking about Clarence Thomas at a concert uh, just about a week ago where she got on stage and literally dropped the F-bomb saying, F Clarence Thomas. I'm thinking that's toxic. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Or is it, has the, has the word uh, been uh, kind of uh, uh, demystified and now it means howdy? Or now it means you're really cool. F you, Clarence Thomas. It means you're really cool. Thank you, Clarence. Yeah, I would say that that is not uh, very uh, civil. I would say it's toxic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is uh, Raymond Lopez. He's running for uh, mayor. Um, and uh, well, no, no, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'll get, I'll get to him in a second. This is really good. I want to get to the mayor of, because we're on the idiots who are running, who are mayors. Uh, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney is a socialist. And uh, and uh, he has says that basically we need to adopt the same gun laws as Canada. Uh, here's the problem. Canada doesn't have the Second Amendment. And uh, we do. So here is Jim Kenney with some mindless I mean, rambling. It was a laid-back, chill day. Weather was beautiful. Concert was beautiful. Um, but we live in America, and we have the Second Amendment, and we have the Supreme Court of the United States. See, most people say, we've got the Second Amendment. They say it proudly. It's telling everybody they can carry a gun wherever they want. It's like, and then that's a lie. The Supreme Court is not telling the, everybody they can carry guns, whatever they want. You moron. Dodge City. I mean, so, like, we have to come to grips with what this country is about right now. Yeah, it's it's an awesome country, and you just hate it. We had a beautiful day out there today, except for some nitwit 
either shooting from a window or shooting from somewhere, who has a gun, it probably shouldn't have had it. No, no, he got it legally, and all the red flag laws and all the laws that they had in Illinois failed. And that's, I mean, I was in Canada two weeks ago, never thought about a gun. Next time you go to Canada, please stay there. I knew I had guns up at Canada were police officers, and that's the way it should be here. But, I mean, look. You see, the thing is, uh, Canada's a giant sucker fish on the United States. You knew that, right? Uh, So if things got too out of hand in Canada, they've always got the United States just south of them. You know, like, for instance, there's a military conflict. You know, uh, or or an invasion of Canada. The United States is there, so your citizens, I guess, don't need to be uh, armed like ours do. In my lifetime, that's never going to happen. So, although we have the arms, you see, because uh, of government and the potential of abuse of power. A lot, of, a lot of goofballs out there with guns, and they can get them anytime they want. And a lot of goofballs running Democrat cities, and and we see where that's put us. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. All right, coming up in the final hour of the radio program, uh, Joe Biden continues to uh, demoralize us, continues to lie to us. Uh, a while back, he said he was going to release the strategic petroleum reserves. He was going to do it, going to lower the price of gas and all that. Well, it turns out uh, the U.S. government is sending that oil, our oil, to bring down gas for us to the Netherlands, India, and China, and more leaving soon. Also, the Biden economy on the way, and there's a war in Texas on the border. They've declared it against Joe Biden's policies. All of that is on the way. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, this is Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, T minus one day until Friday. Yay! I know. I'm pretty excited about it, too. I've got a honeydew list a mile long. It kind of went away because uh, my wife went to her mom's uh, on July the 4th. So twice the uh, twice the work. Just a couple of quick notes here. Real quick notes to start the show. First of all, Brittany Griner has. Uh, uh, she's an NBA, a WNBA player, and she's in Russia, and she's in jail, and uh, she had just pled guilty to possession of uh, marijuana vaping product. Uh, first of all, when you go anywhere in the world, um, don't take your marijuana vaping products with you. It's just really not a good, not a good idea. I don't care how you get it into the country. There are a variety of ways that you can bring that stuff into the country. Probably a little more uh, easy for uh, uh, you know people born women. But anyway, uh, just want. A quick note to Brittany Griner: uh, If you, as you go forward here with your with your sentencing or whatever's going to happen, and I mean this seriously, I hope that she doesn't go to jail very long because, you know, honestly, it's you know, I, I'm a human being and I don't want people to be thrown in jail uh, overseas in Russia for crying out loud. But at the uh, at the hearing today, what I would recommend is do not kneel during the Russian national anthem. It's not going to be a good idea. I would do my very best if I were you. I would uh, I would uh, stand during that national anthem. Uh, I think that you you know uh, you you show your utmost respect. I'm just I'm just saying that. Probably want to stand up the whole thing. Second of all, things have gotten so bad for Joe Biden, and this is where you go. How bad is it? <laughs> okay, whatever. 
Uh, but things have gotten so bad with, uh, you know, 85% of the country feeling like the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, Biden voters are literally rolling in their graves. I, there's a, there is a, a cemetery very near me here. And, uh, and I drove by there yesterday. I rolled down the window and I said, hey, don't blame me. You voted for him. So I would encourage you to do the same thing as you drive by a cemetery. Not a veteran cemetery, but, uh, you know, just a normal cemetery, maybe in a more Democrat area of where you live. When you drive by the cemetery, uh, roll down the windows. And let's do that. Let's make it viral, shall we? Let's do that. I will do it today. I will videotape it today. Uh, drive by a cemetery respectfully, respectfully, and just yell out the window, don't blame me. I didn't vote for him. I, I, would, I would do that. Uh, <laughs> And third of all, the third thing I want to start the show with today is there apparently there is, uh, uh, you know, some shortages happening in the country because of uh, supply chain issues and a completely ineffective transportation secretary. I think who's so afraid of transportation that you might call him transphobic because he does nothing as transportation secretary, but show up on talk uh, television to talk about his newborn twins or, you know, the fact that uh, this is all created by uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, so that, but the uh, trans, uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has caused, or I should, has presided over uh, shortages. You know, you got the tampon shortage, guys, which is probably a blessing for you, because if you've ever been asked to go get that stuff for your, your sig other, uh, presumably born female, could be the other way, don't know. But, uh, you know, sometimes you stand in there and you're like, I don't know what the hell a pearl is. What is a pearl? Why would you want a pearl? You know, what's that? What's that? Mini, Maxi, Pearl, what? What, what, what? So now you only got like one selection. So it's a little bit easier for, uh, for the guys in the audience who have to go get that stuff every once in a while for your sick other. It's not as embarrassing this way because there's only one there. There's the baby formula thing as well. Got, still got the, I haven't heard anything about the baby formula thing. Have you? Is it, has it been solved? Is it all over? I don't have a newborn in my life. So unlike Hunter Biden, he might have three or four. Who the hell knows? But has that been solved here? Well, the other one, the other big shortage today, apparently, and this is because of a, a photo that has gone viral around the country of Nancy Pelosi walking around a beach in Italy with her shirt undone and her uh, you know, 82-year-old cleavage hanging out. And so if you go to the store, uh, you're going to find a shortage of eye bleach. Eye bleach. It's, it there's, can't be found. Bang for the buck is the term they use by investing in food stamps. Don't use regular bleach. Don't. Nazi's not well. She's not all there. Close down a shop just to do her hair. Before she speaks, she doesn't think. Thanks to Botox, she cannot blink. <laughs> She's got those clown eyebrows. Seldom do you see any honesty. A gal of bad intent who's content to be. Sing along. Speaker of the house with the frozen face. Tearing up Trump's speech was a real disgrace. Never makes much sense, just like Sleepy Joe. Used her position to rake in the dough. Glad to do a friend a favor for a little stock advice. Insider trading proves that Nancy has her Hey, you got the information. Might as well use it. Speaker of the House, crazy as a loon. Hope that she'll lose the gavel soon. She will. A sentence she can't form, a thought she can't complete. In November, she must go down to defeat. She cannot remain the speaker underneath the giant dome. <laughs> Nancy has to go. Come on. Let's send her and Joe to a home. Make it, Nancy. 
Speaker of the House, how cool as can she be? She may be even duller than AOC. And uh, that word uh, of the word. Yeah. The word. Isn't it a beautiful word? Yeah, so is the bird. The bird is the word. That's what I've heard anyway. So there you go, Nancy Pelosi on the uh, beach. It's uh, I literally put up on the uh, social media, uh, Getter and Truth Social and all the rest about the uh, picture. And I apologize for doing the picture. Uh, so if it caused you any uh, damage at all, I, uh, I just want to issue my sincerest apology. I also put up a, a photo of that Rhode Island state senator uh, who's upside down and twerking. That's been going around. This woman decided to make it, I guess, into a campaign ad of, of some type. And uh, I made a meme out of it featuring her upside down and twerking in a bikini. That's what the country... This used to be like a spring break on MTV. That's what, it, but now this is like mainstream culture. This apparently is is respectable, I, I assume. But uh, I, I put it on, <laughs> put on there, a typical Democrat, uh, you know, head in the sand and talking out her rear end. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how I put it uh, yesterday. So uh, there you go. That's uh, that's what you need to know. Those are, those are some of the uh, the big the big stories of the day. And trust me, we've got a whole lot more to get to uh, where the uh, where this started, including uh, Liz Warren saying probably the most evil thing that I could possibly ever imagine. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday was in, uh, he was in uh, Cleveland yesterday, and Cleveland rocks, by the way, I've heard. I've actually never been to Cleveland, lived near Cincinnati, but I never made it up there, made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it, it used to be known for, you know, like going there and getting shot, that kind of thing, but uh, things have apparently gotten better. Uh, but Joe Biden went to Cleveland yesterday, and he offered a, a shout-out to somebody who was supposed to be in attendance, uh, a, a politician, and uh, apparently the politician decided to leave before the end of the uh, the speech. Also here is David Grubbs, retired Teamster truck driver from North Carolina, who faced nearly 70% cut in his pension. And now, also joining me today is Rita Lewis. Where are you, Rita? Rita's here somewhere, I'm told. She stepped out. I don't blame her. No, she's Butch's widow. Okay, yes, uh, she probably uh, realized, like uh, Tim Ryan and Nan Whaley, uh, who are both running for Congress from Ohio, they skipped it all together, by the way. The big thing last night in in Cleveland. Uh, Ohio's U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown attended the event along with a handful of uh, prominent Buckeye state elected officials. Uh, Representative Tim Ryan and gubernatorial uh, candidate Nan Whaley were conspicuously uh, absent. And if you noticed last night, if you're watching the news, a couple different places, they were talking about all of the candidates who were saying, you know, I'm I'm absolutely cool. Uh, I don't need uh, Joe Biden to come. And, And literally the talking point for Democrats right now around the country is uh, I feel it's best for me to connect with the audience. Like, like I need to get the word out about me, and Joe Biden is a distraction. It's, just, it's fantastic. Nobody wants to be seen with this man because he's doing, I know this is going to come as a shocking to you, he's doing a terrible job as the president. He's really, really screwing things up. It's, ne- it's awful, and everybody knows it. Even if you go to Cleveland and deliver a speech with a bunch of sycophants who may have may not been paid to stand behind you. It was like the first time I've seen anybody behind Joe Biden. They probably had like 30 people behind Joe Biden. And uh, I would assume many of them didn't want to be there because they didn't act like they really wanted to be. I mean, not even uh, not a lick of enthusiasm behind uh, behind the president. That sounded weird. Anyway. 
Uh, we are in close contact with Congressman Tim Ryan in particular and work with him and also Nan Whaley, White House uh, Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre told reporters aboard Air Force One. She says, we've worked and worked closely with him on, just as it relates to Tim Ryan, on a variety of issues, she added. And though he can't be here with us today, Tim Ryan put out, uh, put, sorry, put out a statement supporting uh, uh, Biden's trip that's what that's what it said. Put out a statement supporting Biden's trip. <laughs> it's like, you know, we are all for the president traveling. But what, what about his policies? Like I said, we support his trip to Ohio. Yes. That's how they answer questions and not answer questions in Washington, D.C. And uh, she also said, and we're in constant communication, meaning the, the president calls up and says, hey, hey, can Tim Ryan talk? And Tim Ryan spokesperson says, you know, he's kind of busy right now. So uh, why don't you call back later and hangs up. That's the communication that they are having right now. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of everything, I didn't even realize there was a speech that the president gave on July the 4th was just a train wreck. It was... It was unbelievable. I saw Benny Johnson. He is a, a political commentator, millennial, and also a, a, a Newsmax contributor. He hosts the show on Newsmax as well, and I, and I respect him greatly. And he shared this with me this morning on Facebook. I'm going to share the audio uh, from that with uh, President Biden on, uh, on Monday, on July the 4th. He talks about, are you ready for this? The next phase of COVID? You want to guess what it is? You want to guess who could get COVID next, according to the President of the United States? Your pets. I wish I were kidding. I really wish I were kidding. So we'll start off with uh, Joe Biden talking yesterday and on Monday, and then we're going to move into uh, uh, what's happened in uh, not only in Illinois, but also in Uvalde, Texas, with regard to uh, police literally letting the killer get away before he could do the killing, and they knew he was going to do it. I've got some audio from one of the teachers who uh, laid there next to his dead students and played dead while being kicked and having the, his own blood kicked in his face by the shooter to see if he was still alive. I'm going to share some of the audio on that. And uh, and much more. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. Be really, maintain a safe distance from your, your pet, by the way. You might want to stay six feet away and and maybe if you if you can uh, you know, get little masks for your goldfish just just you can't be too safe and by the way that's about as believable as all the restrictions that uh, the CDC put on us that caused everything to collapse 800-922-6680 this is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson show Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. Also here is David Grubbs, retired Teamster truck driver from North Carolina, who faced nearly 70% cut in his pension. And now, also join me today is Rita Lewis. Where are you, Rita? Rita's here somewhere, I'm told. She stepped out. I don't blame her. No, she's... Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her either, actually. It's something I might agree on. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, or when I was a kid, when my kids were little, 
and we'd go to, yeah, this is when they were like one or two, and, and don't think less of me because, I mean, have you been to see a show like Sesame Street Live or Bear in the Big Blue House or The Wiggles? Yeah. Okay, so what I'd do is, while they were young enough, uh, if the show was just like I wanted to, I don't know, kill myself uh, watching the show, uh, maybe it's Elmo live on stage, had to do that. Got to meet Elmo, actually. I got to read the, the, the real Elmo. Oh, my God, it was incredible. Anyway, um, and he wasn't even pushing the vaccine like he is lately. But uh, you know, the intermission would roll around, and I'd be like, uh, boy, oh, boy, that was a heck of a show. And I'd kind of applaud a little bit, the people around me, like, looking at me. And then I went, oh, 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 he's going to sneak out an intermission, not come back for the second half of the show. But uh, <laughs> maybe that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what happened. Here is uh, here is the president yesterday, President Doofy, as I like to call him, talking about uh, how terrible the bi- the uh, Trump economy was, how awful things were during the Trump economy. This is uh, this is Herbert Hoover uh, right at the beginning of the depression. Uh, saying that everything is perfectly fine, uh, that last guy really screwed things up, and it's really great now. You all remember what the economy was like when I was elected a country in a pandemic with no real plans how to get out of it? Except for those three vaccines. Yeah, there was that, you know, and the hospital ships that weren't used and the 25,000 ventilators that weren't needed and or weren't, weren't necessary, but the president said, let's get them done, uh, you know, and, uh, and Democrats, of course, refused the two hospital ships, one in New York and one in, uh, one in uh, Los Angeles because uh, they didn't need them and maybe the whole virus was played up for the uh, coming election. Millions of people out of their jobs, families and cars, remember, backed up for literally miles. Now they're intense. Waiting for a box of food. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about where they live. Food to be put in their trunk. Just a, a box of food to be put in their trunk. Because they didn't have enough to eat. And it was so important that he said it twice, Sarah. To be put in their trunk. Just a, a box of food to be put in their trunk. Yeah, and all of this was caused by uh, COVID idiots and COVID dictators. And uh, most of them were Democrats. All of that was created uh, from whole cloth by the Democrat Party and by leftists. Didn't have up to eat. Previous administration lost more jobs on its watch than any administration since Herbert Hoover. Yeah, it's hard to maintain jobs when Democrats are closing down all the businesses, you see. That's a fact. All- Listen to that crowd go crazy. Listen to that crowd, riveted by every word, realizing this man is actually telling the truth, even though 85% of the American people think the country is going the wrong way. It's Trump's fault. It's all based on failed trickle-down economics that benefit the wealthiest Americans and hit the middle class and working people the hardest. Yeah, lowest unemployment for uh, people of color in history, most women in the workforce in history, and, you know, that. We came in with a fundamentally different economic vision. Yeah, with the accent on dumb, that middle syllable, fundamental. An economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out. It's good for everyone because when the middle class... Kind of like how I'm growing right now, from the middle out a little bit. class does well, the poor of a ladder up and the wealthy still do very yeah, well. Blah, 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 yeah, none of it, no. Yeah, huge crowd. That's why. Yay. Oh, my we God. We designed the American Rescue Plan based on... Based on the belief that a recovery should help all Americans prosper. Yeah, I'm sure. When's that going to happen? I just kind of want to know when it's going to happen because, you know, honestly, uh, nobody is uh, saying that. Nobody is thinking that what he is doing is right. If that were the case, then uh, then the crowd would be crazy and people wouldn't be walking out. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be... Uh, wouldn't be walking out of your speech. Just, you know, just wouldn't. Just wouldn't. Uh, here's a little bit more from Joe Biden uh, at uh, in Cleveland. Over. Do you have enough money to pay for everything you need? 
Well, Republicans do nothing to obstruct our efforts to lower your gas taxes. Republicans did nothing to lower your gas taxes. I propose that. I've asked the Congress to. Oh, yeah, they were going to lower the uh, gas tax. 18 cents federal income tax on uh, gas, or not income tax, but tax on gas, which would save the average consumer about $12 a month. Uh, Joe Biden's gas hikes, or not Putin's, uh, costing the average person well over $200. So $12 really doesn't mean a whole lot. Eliminate the federal gas tax for the next, as long as this crisis goes on. Lower food prices, lower health care costs, hopefully so. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think he's been promising this for about, oh, what the hell, 49 years. Lower your prescription drug costs. Again, about about 50 years on the Democrats promising that. By the way, you got a, you got a Republican leader in the United States Senate. I was able to work out something with Intel. They're going to well, uh, clearly not uh, very involved in t- intelligence. Oh, yeah. Uh, some Democrats want to pass a $500 billion package that would include major reforms to health care. I thought they fixed it. Is it ever going to be fixed? No, it's not going to be fixed because that's what they run on. They never fix a damn thing. Climate change and taxes. And apparently they're trying to wrangle Joe uh, Manchin saying that, oh, yeah, this, there's going to be some uh, uh, apparently some uh, prescription drug savings. We'll throw that in there. So they're, they're going to buy hook or crook, try to pass the disastrous uh, Build Back Better, uh, a smaller version of the Build Back Better. They never stop. They're like the Energizer Bunny. They never stop with their evil, stupid plans. Uh, Here's a little bit more. This is actually the president on Monday talking about how great things are in this country. Great things happening. Economy's growing faster than any time in 40 years. We've got a record number. Uh, Inflation growing uh, for the most in about 50 years. When new jobs, COVID deaths are down 90%. Wages are up. Yeah, thanks to that uh, that vaccine, you know, and all that stuff. And, And, you know, pretty much COVID's behind us. Pretty much behind us. But, you know, your pet could get it, and the president will share that in a second. We'll get into that. We'll move into, uh, you know, why gas costs so much. And then um, let's talk a little bit about uh, mass shootings by radical leftists. Yeah, the last three have been by radical leftists. 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Boris Johnson uh, resigned as the Prime Minister of, uh, of Great Britain, and they're saying it's because of uh, uh, some uh, questionable moral character, uh, you know, another. No, it's because he really sucked. He was, uh, he was a rhino. He was like the uh, British version of a rhino. Uh, he was like Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. He was like uh, George W. Bush. He was like, uh, you know, that kind of a, uh, a leader of Great Britain. If you're from uh, across the pond, I'd love your thoughts on it. But the, the guy was a buffoon. He was a cartoon. And he played right along with the rest of the left world. I mean, he, was a, he did help with Brexit. I guess that was the positive. Uh, and he had stupid hair, just really, really stupid hair. You know, everybody says about Donald Trump's hair. Donald Trump, you know, his, his hair is his hair. Boris Johnson just, I mean, come on, man. You can't be a world leader looking like that. And, you know, you can't be the Speaker of the House with your 82-year-old cleavage hanging out on a Italian beach. Don't you know there are children here for crying out loud? <clears throat> anyway, here's the, uh, the president on Monday, a speech that I didn't get a chance to hear talking about COVID. You know, you and I have moved on from COVID, right? 
But the thing is, the president had already ordered another 130 million doses of the COVID vaccine you don't need for the fall. Because, you know, uh, Pfizer and, and other companies, Johnson & Johnson, made a, a buttload of money uh, on vaccines that we don't know. So it needs. So uh, the, he's trying to do everything he can to get the vaccine used because nobody wants it. It's going to go to waste. It might go to a third world country. I, who the hell knows? But we don't need it. We don't need it. Uh, because, you know, this nonsense about, you know, boosters forever, it, it's a joke. After, like, one booster, it's a joke at this point. I'm not saying you need to – I'm not making a decision for you, all right? But honestly, I think people have moved on, and they realize, while, yes, it was a serious disease, it certainly was played up. And you've been played if you believed it all. Here's the president talking about COVID and your pets. People who have not gotten vaccinated have the capacity – to catch the variant and spread the variant to other people who have not been vaccinated. Whoa, 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 whoa. Really, really? Well, why don't get those other people to get vaccinated then? Yeah, we'll get them to get vaccinated. <laughs> I'm not concerned there's going to be a major outbreak. In other words, that we're going to have a, a, another epidemic. Because I know you won't believe me anymore because, you know, you moved on nationwide but I'm cons- they tried everything we tried the monkeypox thing and you know that didn't catch it on i mean literally is it catching on concern lives will be lost and i was even reading today there's some speculation some yes. judgment is coming out that we may be able to even communicate the vaccine or the uh the, the uh um the new uh variant to your pets there you go you know if not for me do it for Gizmo or whatever your your dog's or cat's name is. If not if it's not for you, then uh, do, you know do it for Desi. We we got a, a Pekingese named Desi, and I love this dog. I'm stupid about this dog. I I sing songs to this dog, like the go out song and the car rides. I'm a goofball about that. And if I thought that I could transmit that to Desi, I would still not get the vaccine. You may be able to even communicate the vaccine or the. Uh... You might be able to communicate the vaccine to your pet. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is communicate your, your, the vaccine to your pet. If you communicate the vaccine, which I guess is like you talk to your dog about the vaccine. Is that, is that communicating the vaccine? The, uh, um, the new uh, variant to your pets. So I say not, not totally facetiously. For those of you who haven't been vaccinated because you don't. You don't and don't ever, and I'm just saying just because it's really gross, don't ever let your dog kiss you on the mouth with your mouth open. That's just, when, if you do that, there's something really, really wrong with you. You don't think it's. Just, I, I, just boy, I'm not, what? You, you want to go through it. It doesn't hurt. It's accessible. It's free. It's available. And not only, don't think about yourself. Think no. about your family. Pets. Think about those around you. Your horse. That's what we should be thinking about. We got somebody uh, on the phone here, apparently, who says that uh, she has a horse that caught COVID. Uh, Connie, hello there, Connie. Welcome from uh, Westminster, Maryland. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, yes. So, um, surprisingly enough, I I breed uh, thoroughbreds in Maryland, and I got a foal back from a breeding farm, and she was about three months old. And uh, the day after she arrived, she was uh, very lethargic, and um, my vet came to look at her. And within a few hours, she was uh, taken to a, a vet hospital in Leesburg, Virginia. And she was uh, a sample was taken, a stool sample, and it was sent to the University of California in Berkeley. 
and it came back that along with a rotavirus, which is a normal, you know, a Roto, virus yeah. with young animals, um, she also had coronavirus. Um, so she spent seven days in isolation at the vet hospital and then came back to our farm and had to be isolated for another 21 days. Okay, now um, let me let me ask you this. So, uh, uh, so um, you said coronavirus. You, you is, I know that there are a host of coronaviruses. Are they saying it's the kind of COVID that people get? No, they didn't really say, and okay. they also said it was not transmissible from animal to human. Okay, um, she could only transmit it to other animals on the farm, other horses. Gotcha. Um, and her. Her, uh, the mayor who she was with, you know, her mother, um, did not have any symptoms of this. So it, it was, it's really more, you know, in the horse world for the younger animals that are more um, likely to transmit it. But the other thing is, is that I don't believe that they were ever testing for this. Yes. Um, so I think the, it's been around for quite some time. Um, my vet says his, the only case he's ever seen was in 2010. Wow. And it was on the racetrack. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, it, it's been around, but it's yeah. you know, just like with us, it, 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 you know, people weren't testing for it. So. You have to wear, did your horse have to wear a mask? No. Not like that. That would okay. have been a little hard. Could have been yeah, a little um, hard I on that one. I, I was, I was going to use one. <laughs> Try it with a toddler uh, sometime, Connie. What? Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use one of my test kits to see if it um, came up positive. Why not? But. What? That's what I thought. Why not? It'd be a little cheaper than sending it to uh, University of California. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I look at these, uh, you know, when these uh, Chinese, these pandas come over here, and they always just scramble for months to figure out if the panda is pregnant. You know, just give them one of those tests from the from the, exactly. the CVS, don't you think? <laughs> exactly, yep. All right. Yep, so. so, Connie, you're a horse breeder. That's pretty cool. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right about now, probably one of them's trying to get out and escape while I'm out running errands. Well, you know, they get shut down, you know, uh, by the government, and they got you can't go to work. They get a little uh, restless, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks for the call, Connie. I appreciate it. Have a have a glorious day. Of course, I kid. I kid. Oh, just real quick now. Boris Johnson was uh, a buffoon. Boris, Boris Johnson is a, a, a non-serious, left-leaning buffoon who fell for all of the woke crap that the world has been uh, spewing, the left of the world has been spewing, everything from COVID to uh, woke nonsense. And, and that's why he's, uh, he's resigning today, because uh, he fell for all that crap. And this is happening all over the world. I don't even know if you've seen Denmark. You're wondering, uh, you know, it was kind of people sitting here, oh, my God, look at those Dutch tractor, uh, those Dutch farmers, they're on strike. What country is that? Is that Switzerland? What the hell is that? No, it's called Denmark. Number two, number two in the world for um, agricultural output. And the, uh, the greenies over there are attempting to shut down farmers, make things impossibly expensive to be able to operate farms, you know, because, you know, fuel and stuff. Kind of exactly what's happening here. I literally got a, a, an email the other day from, from uh, someone I didn't even know, my, my niece who lives in Logan, Iowa, her, one of her coaches at school, she wrote me and she said, you know, there are empty fields uh, around here in Pottawatomie County, which is in uh, southwest Iowa, not even putting the crops in because they can't afford the fertilizer, can't get the fertilizer, so they're just leaving the land, uh, you know, empty for the, uh, for the season. 
That's that's kind of how things are going. It's it's getting to be too expensive. And over in in uh, in Denmark and other places, and hopefully this will spread. Hundreds of thousands of farmers are blocking traffic. Hundreds of thousands of farmers are saying, you know what, uh, you can uh, you can tell us to do this and tell us this that and give us all these rules. But here's the deal: we're not going to feed you. That's what happens to needs to happen in this country, to places like Washington D.C. We're not going to feed you idiots. And, and then you see things like uh, what happened in, in California, what's happening in, in uh, California, looking for some sort of a bellwether as to where not only the, uh, and this could be not only a refutation of the class of 1968, but maybe a refutation of, not reputation, refutation of this, uh, this New World Order crap that uh, Biden economic advisor Brian Deese let out of the bag the other day. But the campaign to recall Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon, who is uh, who's not the bad guy from Beauty and the Beast. He's uh, somebody else. But anyway, uh, they handed in, listen to this, 717,000 signatures to the county register for the recall election. Is that enough to, uh, to uh, get the recall on the ballot? Oh, hell yeah. Not only is it, is it enough, it's 26% more. Than they needed. You know why? Because this woke prosecutor and DA crap that was bought and paid for by the left and New World Order supporter, George Soros, is doing a face plant. It's doing a giant face plant. It's a joke. People get it. The revolution has started, by the way. They, have may, they may have started a war, but we've, we're starting the revolution. Yeah, they started the war, and they have in many ways. We have started a revolution. And this includes, by the way, 85% of Americans who think the country is going in the wrong way. By the way, if you're thinking about that number, trying to adjust that number, and I saw 86% today. There was another poll. 86%. Like 90% of Republicans and 80% of Democrats. And, and what this says to me is that there is a very tiny percentage of of people who are down with all of this nonsense, whether it be Green New Deal, uh, electric cars, whether this be CRT, whether this is this sexualization of our children in schools and this transgender madness, it is absolute madness. I'm not afraid to say it at all because honestly, please give me a friggin' break. It has about as much credibility as climate change. And by the way, I have a, I have some new news from NASA. NASA, it's NASA about climate change. Yeah, it's never been caused by man. And I'll explain that as the show uh, goes on. But this is, the, in the entire world, it's doing a face plant. This uh, New World Order crap. And we're going to win. But there's a very tiny percentage, like less than 5% of the, I think of our American population, who are down with all of this nonsense. And somebody wrote me yesterday and said, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do about this stuff? What do we do about being told this and that and this? Here's what you say say no that's it say no and don't comply there you go say no and don't comply and their uh you know their party what they're doing right now and i mean literally it's like a party hey man we're, we're pushing everything through it's a party Woo-hoo! yay 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 and then all of a sudden you know one of their dominoes falls like roe v way getting repaled but uh you know their party's over it is over, and all of this nonsense is driven by very few people, and all you need to do is say no, and not only no, but hell no, like they're doing in uh, Los Angeles with George Gascon, 
going to be ridden out of town on a rail. Uh, let's take a break. The number here, 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, just real quick, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the economy and what Joe Biden's done to it. And uh, the most important thing, which is how much it costs to fill your car and all of the things that that it impacts. By the way, um, Joe Biden has proposed blocking all new uh, oil drilling in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans as the world cries out for more energy from more sources far from the Russian and Middle Eastern bottlenecks, by the way. This is a plan released on Friday, said that the White House proposed no more than 10 potential lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico, an option for one potential lease sale off the northern portion of the Cook Inlet in Alaska, no lease sales for the Atlantic or Pacific planning areas over the 22, uh, 2023 to 2028 period. So if you think that he is really legitimately looking for a solution for you to bring down the price of gas, then uh, you're high. You are, you are apparently vaping gas fumes. And by the way, the President of the United States is selling off our strategic oil reserve at an alarming rate. It holds about 780 million barrels of oil. Joe Biden in the next six months is going to send 180 million barrels, going to raid it, send much of it overseas. And we're going to be SOL. We are going to be SOL unless we can find a way to fill it back up again or become energy independent again. And by the way, Biden has also taken aim at the uh, America's largest oil feed field, threatening to stop production. EPA is preparing to cite the United States' largest oil field for violating ozone pollution standards, a move that will threaten to uh, the end of oil and gas production in the region. Kind of like what they did with the baby food uh, factory in, uh, what was it, uh, Michigan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the uh, Permian Basin, the largest oil field in the United States, accounting for 95 million gallons of gasoline per day, or 40% of the oil produced domestically. I told you this, guys. Things are going to get really big and really ugly before the end of this summer. They tried to ignite the rage with Roe v. Wade. They tried to ignite the rage in Toledo, or not Toledo, in uh, Akron, Ohio. It's not catching. You know Why? Because 85% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction. But don't think that they aren't here to wreck the country before November. Because they see the writing on the wall. It is clear as day. We all get it. But they're going to do just that. And why do we know this? Because Joe Biden has said this in the past. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No. We would, we would, we now, would normally, we would make sure it's eliminated. You know, you, you follow up a, a presidential can, a candidate, and they will infer things. And you have to, you have to take from what their inference, their, their direction for policy. There's no doubt what this man wanted to do. And there's no doubt that it is an impossible goal. It is a goal that has no science behind it, climate change at all. It, it, it's such nonsense they had to change it from global cooling to global warming to climate change, which covers everything. 
And then Joe Biden uh, issued this tweet. I guess this is uh, over the weekend. Uh, My message to the oil companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war. No, it's not. It is not. The only reason that we're involved in it is because we sent $50 billion to one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And right after they got the money, the war was lost. And Nancy Pelosi went and visited. Weird. Weird that way. Anyway, this is a a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. And uh, because of that, uh, uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos called out Biden and basically said he was economically illiterate. And, uh, And he would be right. And also, uh, the oil companies get it. They, they know that Joe Biden is just begging for oil, just asking for you know, very socialistic, kind of like what Hugo Chavez used to do, appropriate, pointed to business, appropriate, and the, the business was his. That's literally what he walked down the street, appropriate, appropriate, I want that one, appropriate, and the, uh, the government would seize power of uh, production, and of course it went into uh, the hell in a handbasket, which is what Joe Biden wants to do here. But like I said, it's going to get very big. It's going to get very ugly this summer. And all you have to do is say no. Now, uh, we're going to get into uh, what happened in Illinois with the shooting. The father is culpable. The uh, father of the shooter is very, very culpable. We'll get to all of that. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is uh, Biden economic advisor uh, Brian Deese talking about uh, what the president's doing right. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it is our, our job, and it's the president's firm conviction, uh, that what he can do as president is to take every responsible action that he has. Um, and we have, uh, and also remind the American people that even as we go through this challenging period, even as we move through this uh, transition, uh, we also have made historic economic progress. Okay, you keep believing that, Sunshine. On the way, uh, a report out of the uh, state of Illinois with regard to the shooting there. Father's going to be held capable, or should say capable, culpable for it. And Uvalde revisited. That's coming up. I am Rob Carson, and this is my show. Back in a few. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These are historic and troubling times. Perhaps considering all of the violence in American cities, you're considering a firearm. Check out European American Armory Corp. at eaacorp.com. Skip the high price names and get the features and price you want in your next firearm. EAA specializes in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms in the U.S. market since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol. EAA Corp. has it. Now, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says, skip the big names, get the quality and features you deserve, and let us earn your respect. Visit EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com, to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com.